Yes, good morning everybody. So good to see you and um, welcome everybody online as well. It's a pleasure to be up here this morning to bring a word which I hope is going to encourage you and spur you on in faith because that's what, you know, what's so beautiful about being together, isn't it? Spurring one another on. We've just done our one another series, encouraging one another and um, loving one another and all those ones. I'm not going to try and do all of them because <laughs> it took me too long. So, so good. Um, to be together this morning. And my message this morning is fully alive. Are you alive this morning? Give me a big, no, it doesn't sound like you're very alive. Can you, are you alive this morning? Woo, come on, alive. And we can feel alive physically. We can feel very alive or we're breathing, we're moving, and we feel alive, don't we? And we, we know that we're alive by that, but I'm talking about a different kind of alive. I'm talking about a spiritually alive, fully alive in him. When we first feel the presence of God touch our heart and ignite our soul, and we suddenly become fully alive, fully transformed into who we were meant to be, who God called us to be. And you know, sometimes as life goes on, that gets a little bit dampened down and a little bit dull, and it can feel like that. I know I've experienced that in my life, um, where you can suddenly wonder, where did all that go? Where did that passion go? Where did that fire go? Um, when you just wanted to tell everybody about, you know, what God's doing in your life. And sometimes that can feel a little bit, you don't feel quite as alive as what you did when you first received Jesus into your heart. So that's where I want to go this morning. I want to talk about how we can feel fully alive in Him and ways we can do that. I'm just back from a trip to Northern Ireland to see my mum, my precious mum, who just turned 70. And my trips to Northern Ireland are always quite tense, to be honest. Um, they take me back, they take me back through some painful memories, they take me back through some hard times. Um, oh, I don't want to get emotional. But it's, it's great, you know, it's great to go back because I remember, and God takes me back to a place where I remember my story and remember how he was woven in through all of that, where he started to speak to me at a very, very young age. And I didn't know him, and I probably shared this with you before, but for those of you that don't know, um, I want to share that with you just now. And it was, <laughs> it's good to reflect on these moments, isn't it? And when I go back, that's what happens. I start to look back and think, wow, God, you have rescued me. You have transformed me, and I love that. But for me, it was a barn, and Pam Leesk knows this barn, she knows the owners of this barn, at the side of a road goes, that goes from Bangor to Belfast. And I would travel this road many times as a child to go and see my grandmother and family and different things in, in a town further on from Belfast. And every time we went past, depending on who was driving, whether it was mum or dad, if it was my mum, I got a chance to read the, the side of this barn, which had John 3.16 um, on the side of it, beautifully put, so clear, um, and I would try to read it before we passed <laughs> every single time. And as I say, if my mum was driving, it was quite easy, <laughs> and I got to say it out loud, and I would say, for God to love the world that he gave his only son, like that, and, and you know, I was speaking out the word, I was speaking out the word, and Stuart brought a brilliant word last week about walking on a word and had the power of the spoken word, and just speaking out those words 
started to plant a seed in my heart, started to plant a seed which would become fully alive in God's time and would ignite a passion in my soul and a passion for him. And um, that just is a beautiful time. And I just encourage you to remember, don't forget, you know, the enemy wants you to forget about what God's done in your heart. He doesn't want you to remember because that's where there's power. There's power when you remember the transforming power of, of God's love. So remember, think back of all those different things that he's done in your life and woven in and threaded through to bring you to him, to bring you to know him um, in a beautiful way. So yeah, Northern Ireland is a great place and there's always Bible texts everywhere, everywhere you go. Um, and I just love that. They're a passionate people. <laughs> I'm proud to be Northern Irish. I know I don't sound it. You'd be like, Northern Irish? You don't sound Northern Irish. Um, I would be uh, a Yorkshire lass if I was down in Yorkshire for five minutes as well. I've got to pick up accents very quickly. Anyway, made alive. You know, we are made alive. In Ephesians 2, verses 4 to 5, Paul talks about how we have been made alive in Christ. It says, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you've been saved. We have been made alive with Christ. When he died and rose again, we've been made alive in him. So remember that as well. Remember what he did for us. Remember that we are made to be alive, not just physically, but spiritually. So carefully consider, don't take lightly, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives inside you. I'm going to say it again, the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Because it, it does, it really does. And that's when we start to feel fully alive. That's when things start to be birthed in the supernatural, and we can do things that we never thought were possible, and we can live life fully. And I'm not talking about live life to the full. You know, everyone says that, live life to the full, but that's kind of feeding a fleshly thing. That means do what you like, make sure you're happy from your fleshly point of view. I'm talking about living life fully, alive in Him, filled with the breath of God, to live life in a beautiful way, awake to his promises. You know, the weights of the, and burdens of this world come, and the enemy loves to use that to, to dull the spark and to dampen the flame and lose sight of what God's plan is for our life. So we're going to look at this morning, we're going to look at three things, three things we can do to help us I hope it will help you. I definitely need to focus on these things. And I'm speaking to myself as well as you guys this morning. Because sometimes, wow, the world's heavy sometimes, isn't it? It can be pretty heavy. Things can come and, and try to dampen out the fire. So three things we can do. And I've got three Bs this morning. Not two Bs or not two Bs. But three Bs. <laughs> that ought to be. <laughs> Three B's that we ought to be. The first B is be awake. Are you awake? Fully awake. Because sometimes, I know myself, 
I can feel quite sleepy or maybe a bit lethargic, spiritually, spiritually lethargic. You can get like that. And in Isaiah 51 verse 1, sorry, 52 verse 1, it says, Awake, awake, Zion, clothe yourself in strength, put on your garments of splendor. Awake, awake, Zion. Have you ever tried to do something important when you're half asleep? Have you ever tried to tackle something or be on the ball, going into a meeting or perhaps you've got to sort out a bill or sort out something complicated and you're half asleep? It's not, it's not easy. It's not easy. God calls us to be awake and to clothe ourselves in strength and put on our garments of splendor. He didn't say, here's a pair of cozy PJs, <laughs> big fluffy PJs. Get them on, wrap yourself in a wee blanket and go and lie down. That's fine. <laughs> no, he said, put on your garment of splendor that I've given to you. And I've talked about it before, about this wardrobe that God has given you, which you can stand confidently in. I don't feel confident in my pajamas. I couldn't answer the door in my pajamas, to be honest. Uh, but I, and, you know, you, you wouldn't walk in somewhere, let's, you know, important and walk in there with your fluffy pajamas. And if you're walking out in life, you're representing the King of Kings. You're representing Jesus. So it's putting on your spiritual splendor, putting on, taking off those spiritual PJs and putting on your spiritual armor instead that he's given you, equipping you for great things, equipping you to tackle anything that comes your way, tackling and to knock fear out the park. Yeah, so we need to stretch ourselves. You cannot Lynn Keenan's amazing. She's a fitness. She's a f I'm going to get you up here. <laughs> I'm joking. Comfort versus stretching. Now, listen, I'm all for comfort, being comfortable. It's nice to have a warm home, and it's nice to put your pajamas on. I'm talking spiritually here. Comfort versus stretching. You need to stretch yourself spiritually. Exercise your spiritual muscles. Otherwise, they become weak. You know, and you cannot, you cannot stretch, and well, you can, but it doesn't look very good. You're better with your, your lycra. Lynn's got some cool gear. <laughs> I need some of that. I probably look like I've got my pajamas on today, actually. <laughs> Just thinking that, I was like, gosh. Uh, <laughs> better than lycra, though, let's, be, let's face it. So be awake. Be awake. Wake up in the morning and say, God, wake in my eyes. Don't get rid of this spiritual conjunctivitis that covers my eyes and doesn't let me see what I need to see in this world, God. Freshen me with the Holy Spirit. Let me be awake to see what you see, God, what you see around, what you, you want me to do in this world, how I can represent you. And this isn't a pressure thing. You know, God gives us the tools. He equips us. He gives us the garments we need, and he gives us the spiritual armor we need to keep going. So that's our first one, be awake. The second one is be alert. And I can hear you in Dorot saying the world needs alerts. <laughs> be alert. It's kind of similar to being awake, but it's being super awake, being conscious of what's going on around us. It says in 1 Peter 5 verse 8, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. 
the opposite to being alert is kind of complacency, isn't it? It's kind of just, just whatever, it'll be fine, you know, just go with the flow. But being alert, we're called to be alert and to, to be aware of what's going on around us so that we can be on the ball. The enemy says, stay asleep. Don't get up. It's fine. Just get that cozy blanket back on. Go on, get your jammies back on. Do you know what? Someone else can do it. It's, you're, not, you're not good enough to do that kind of thing. Put those robes of splendor, garments of splendor away and get your jammies back on. Even still, put your grave clothes back on and stay asleep. God doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to be fully alert and be aware of the things the enemy likes to use to distract us and to take us away from God's love and God's plans and purposes for our life. So be aware of, of distractions. What's distracting you this morning? What's distracting you in your life? What distracts you um, on your daily walk? You know, and, and, and put on the, those, um, your spiritual armor and tackle it and say, I'm not gonna let that ruin my, uh, my walk with God. In Ephesians 5, verse 14, it says, For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Anything that becomes visible is light. The enemy wants you hidden and put away. As I say, shut the door, get your jammies on, stay asleep, don't come out, stay hidden. But God says, Come out, stand up, stand tall, posture yourself, look towards heaven and receive his light. And, and, and he will do it. It's not in our strength, it's in his strength. Posture towards heaven. And I think that's a big thing about being alert and being awake is posture. Why? Sometimes as Christians, we can walk around like this. And, I bet, and yeah, we have t hard times. And don't get me wrong, I know that some of you have had tough, tough times, and, and it's not a get at you for, for feeling bad. This is stand tall, remember who made you, remember who called you from darkness into light, and stand with good posture. That's how we can be alert. We can't be alert if our head's down and we're, we're, we're hunched over. And get dressed in that armor. You can't wear armor if you're not, not got good posture. <laughs> when you look at these pictures, the armor, I don't think, yeah, <laughs> you need pretty good posture to get some of that stuff on. So let's not be lethargic and let's not be complacent. In Matthew 25, you read about the parable of the 10 virgins, five of which, and I'm not going to read it fully, you can you maybe do a, read that at home, Matthew 25. And in this story, Jesus talks about 10 virgins, and five of them were ready and prepared. And they had their, their lamps ready with the wicks trimmed, and they had a jar of oil ready to, to fill it. And the other five were complacent, and they, didn't, they weren't prepared at all. And this talks about Jesus in the second coming, and when he comes back, are you ready? But it also refers to us being prepared as Christians to have oil filled in our lamp, to have that oil filled and ready so that we can respond well, that we can love well, 
that we can represent well and that we can shine a light where light's needing to be shone. And Stuart spoke about that as well, about the lamp that lights the right amount of light in order to help us walk forward. So we need to partner with the Holy Spirit, partner with his rich oil that fills us, filling up, leaving no room for the enemy to invade. So fill your lamp and don't let any room for the enemy to invade at all. So be awake, be alert. And the third B that we ought to be is be active. You're like, Mel, for goodness sake. But I'm talking about spiritually active. If we're spiritually dormant, we just, it, it doesn't feel like we're fully alive. To be spiritually active and to be active in faith, we take hold of God's hand and start to stretch our spiritual muscles to become stronger, more agile, and I want to be more agile <laughs> physically and, and spiritually, but more agile to respond to what God wants us to do in our life, for God's will in our life. Maybe we need to stretch up to heaven, give a bit of that, stretch up to heaven and receive, not in our strength, but in God's strength. Maybe we need to stretch out stretch out to those in need and pull them and help them and lift them when they need lifted. Maybe we need to carry light and hope to a world that needs light and hope and needs to know the love of Jesus. So be spiritually active. Live out life um, with your faith and, and show the love of God wherever you can. If we don't do that, what we can end up with is a kind of spiritual obesity. <laughs> and God wants to give. Oh, yes, he wants to give. He wants to give in abundance. And God does. He gives us in abundance. But that's not so you can keep it all to yourself and just hold it. And there's a season for things, and there are seasons to receive, but there's also a season to give as well. And in Matthew 10, verse 8, it says, freely you have received, freely give. So let's not be spiritually obese. <laughs> when we're receiving, it's a, it's, it's a you know, we, we, need to, we need to give as well as receive. We need to um, receive his love and give his love so that we can be living life fully. That's what God's called us to be. So we want to be awake, be alert, and be aware of what's going on around us. See the world with God's eyes and not our eyes. Have them wide open. Wipe your eyes in the morning and get ready to be active. What can you do? And you might say, well, I can't, I can't do I can't do these things, I've not got time. And it's not about big things, it's, it's little things. It's a word of encouragement. It's a blessing, it could be whatever God's given you. He has equipped you, let me tell you, with the right things. He has given you everything you need. You don't need to go to JD Sports and buy 
<laughs> all your fancy equipment or Sports Direct or wherever you go to get all these things to be active. He's given it all to you, and it's in here. You just need to ask him, God, what can I do? What can I do? How can I, how can I be fully alive so that others can be fully alive? And maybe this morning you say, I've never felt fully alive. I've never felt what you're talking about with that passion, that fire in my heart where God has taken you up. Well, I'll tell you right now that he wants to do that for you right now. He wants to transform your heart. He wants to speak to your heart, and he wants to you, for you to know his love. Ultimately, he wants you to know his love. And I encourage you to speak to one of the leaders at the end if you want to come and talk about this in a little bit more detail about how Jesus can make you alive again. So you're not just breathing and functioning and getting through, but that you're really, really, truly alive. I'm just going to finish up in a minute, and if the band could come back up, that would be great. So let's just finish <coughs> with a prayer. Father God, I thank you that you make us alive, God. And not just physically, Father, that you breathe life into our dry bones. God, that you breathe life where we feel that there's never any hope, God, but you come and you give us hope, Father. Thank you for that, God. Thank you that we can be fully alive in you, Father, that we can not have to go through life being sleepy and complacent. God, that you've got great plans and purposes for every single person here, God. And I just pray, Father, that you would spur us on, God, not to be weary and striving, Father, that we would just walk in step with you, with your light directed on our path, God, that would give us the equipment, the spiritual armor we need, God, to, to tackle anything, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for your great love that transforms, that renews, that restores broken hearts. Thank you, God, that you love each person here. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and that you would fill every single person here, wherever the situation, whether we've been on this journey for many years or whether we've just started out or we're not really sure. God, would you touch every single person and let them know your deep, deep love for them, God. That you do want to wrap them up, God, but you want to wrap them up in a different, you want to wrap them up in love, not in some cozy blanket to make them sleepy, God. Father God, I thank you that you're a God of energy and a God of grace and a God, an act of God that always moves and doesn't sleep. God, that you're always on the move. And Father, thank you that you love each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.